Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows and movies and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Star Wars The Force of Evil, and a Samurai Jack, among others. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hi, everyone. Today, April and I will be taking a deep dive into Moon, Moon Butterfly, Star's Mom in uh, Star vs. the Force <laughs> of Evil, Moon the Undaunted, lots of names. Um, yeah, very popular character now after the season two finale. So as one of our star topic discussions in between seasons, uh, we're going to be talking everything Moon and uh, get into some Yay. speculation involving her and how awesome she is. Um, we, yeah, definitely a lot of that. Uh, we discuss uh, Star vs. the Force of Evil pretty regularly here on the Overly Animated Podcast. You can check us out at OverlyAnimated.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. And if you're just interested in our star discussions, we have a feed for that. I had an iTunes feed. You can check that out on our website uh, as well and just get into that. Um, yeah, we do we do episode discussions for Star. Uh, love the show. Um, always excited to talk about it. And now we're Me getting... Me too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, April, big Star fan as well well so uh let's yeah let's let's start getting into moon here so um an interesting character to talk about i think generally what we're going to do is we're going to like give impressions uh talk about some stuff from the episodes and we'll integrate that more as we go and uh just you know just generally get into into her character here so i mean like for me and i express this uh on a recent top 10 characters podcast which is something you guys could check out um moon what did make my top 10 so that's pretty cool like a, a character i didn't really think of much before you know before the finale before the second season yeah and even the it, she she started to get more prominent throughout the second season but someone season one clearly would not have made a top 20 list but uh he, here she is <laughs> top as 20 <laughs> i don't know if there were 20 characters in season one but there's like a gazillion characters between both seasons <laughs> yeah there's like a lot of like very minor characters but yeah uh lon would uh <laughs> whatever those two names the yeah in, those are the season one prominent <laughs> characters yeah uh, with the hand waving in uh yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the one episode <laughs> yeah um but yeah now but for me like moons came moons came on incredibly strong now and i didn't like think much of her in season one she was kind of just uh the she was in the background she wasn't she wasn't i mean she wasn't really a character if you asked me she she she, she came across as just star's very strict mom and i didn't really see much depth to her but uh, as we started to get into it in season two it seemed like there was more to her. She genuinely cared about Star. We got like one weird perspective shot of like, uh, you know, her and Star's dad. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, that was interesting. Um, and then once we got to season two, the season two finale, we like see her fight and we see her perspective and she's awesome. So, uh, she like rose a lot to me and I like, I, I think I like her a lot now as a character. Um, what's been your moon history? Uh, do you, have you had a similar thing to me? Yeah, I would I would describe it as almost exactly the same because, like I said, in season one, she she wasn't much of a character to me because I mean, uh, you know, we've discussed how the only time I really remember seeing her in season one is just in the beginning episode, and it's okay, you're going to Earth, have fun, or you know, learn some things, but then in season two, like she just sort of like she popped up, but she popped up in such a way that it was hard not to like, she came on strong, but I, it was appreciated, I guess, because if you're going to like introduce a character, I think they, they introduced her well. And she, she's definitely one of my favorites. So 
top 10 for me as well. <laughs> top consensus top 10, yes. They're yeah. <laughs> um yeah, what do you what, what do you like? Do you like like her as a person now that we saw that what what's your like main reaction or is like wow, she's cool or is like uh has has her has her presentation since then negated any sort of like oh, she's mean to star kind of feelings from before? I would definitely say that you know those like, oh, she's just mean to star, like she's just punishing her. Those feelings have definitely been negated. And she, oh, what do I like about her? Uh, she is, she is queen. Like, <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah, she's, it's, yes, queen, literally. Like, yes, queen, literally. Like, yeah. you are my queen, yeah. moon. <laughs> but, but like, it's, it's even more than that. Like, she, They've given her personality too. you know, she she obviously cares about Star and, you know, they very much live in a matriarchy system, which I'm very excited for. Uh, (laughs) But like in every time that they, I guess, like show her and display more of her character, it's like, oh, yeah, she's very much like she runs the show like she runs Muni. She's in charge kind of thing and i like that she is a very strong female character who is also like she's not perfect but her flaws are well placed if that makes sense so like you know it's because like she cares which is what gets her gets her into trouble and like star crushed and things like you know and even before that it's it's that sort of character that i i admire (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of respect for Moon after the the season two finale. I, I feel mm-hmm. weird about her. I don't know. Like it's it's incong the two images of Moon are incongruous to me a little bit. Like I I I didn't really I like you don't know much about her in season one and most of season two, but it left mm-hmm. like a, a sour taste in my mouth just because like I care so much about Star and seeing her be like uh, kind of like a distant force to Star. It, like it's not even clear if she like really loves her or anything for a while. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just seeing her uh, like she does care about Star, but not enough to like directly parent kind of. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she just sent, literally just sends her away in the beginning of the series um and, literally <laughs> yeah literally and uh even even like when calling her she's very distant and even her actions in the finale um have like intent and purpose to like to like help star and help uh, everyone but it's still very emotionally distant um mm-hmm. like i like i can definitely relate to her in terms of uh having emotion like caring about people and having emotions but not like expressing them outwardly that much you know that, no i i get that too like um you know forgive me if this is like too deep but like it's it's like i can relate to how she sort of reacts and treats situations because she's like i'm just doing like what she's doing she does for the best interest of star you know in her head but she doesn't necessarily always explain that to star which is where i think a lot of that like miscommunication kind of comes from you know like even like in the finale she you know she's like star like you're coming back to muni but she never initially said oh hey toffee's back i need you to come back to muni or you'll be safer there she just sort of commanded it and then explained herself later. So yeah, the, it, it, which really upsets me. Um, I mean, like I get it. I can relate. Mm-hmm. I can definitely relate to just having trouble expressing yourself. Like, like this is like you know, yeah. like I can, I can, I can relate to this. But I, I I'm just, I, I rationally understand that she's 
um, like trying to do the best and trying her best. But I don't know. I'm I'm very emotionally attached to Star, and uh, I I like I want better for Star. Kind of. <laughs> I just want. Star to have a mother who loves her. And <laughs> Star, Star needs more outward affection, I think. And yeah, she gets it from her dad, but um, obviously mm-hmm. she cares of it coming from her mom a lot. And uh, it's it's just, I, I don't know. It's like, could she try harder in that regard? Is this is this like an intent thing or is it just like a, a personal flaw and she has limitations? Uh, it's, it's like, it's not clear to me and I don't know if she's... A hundred percent well intentioned and just like a flawed person that uh that like I said has limitations or whether yeah. like we're seeing the good side of her recently and that uh she is well intentioned overall but she's still just uh a little bit un a little bit lax and uncaring um I I just don't really have a good read on that yeah I I agree with that that it it's hard to it's hard to tell. But also in terms of like her character development, we're still, I feel like we're still really early on in it. And so as it's, this is a good character introduction more than anything, like, because I feel like she's going to play, you know, I know we're going to talk about it later, but I feel like she's going to play a really pivotal, pivotal role. I think I got that word right. Yeah. But in, you know, in terms of Star's future and moving forward with the whole Toffee situation and everything like that. So I think hopefully, I hope we work out those flaws or see into them more. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it definitely it definitely seems like we're going to get a lot of Moon uh, coming up. I mean, she's been directly integrated into the plot and mm-hmm. uh, the, fu- the future of the plot. And we're going to see how uh, she plays out with Star next door, which I think is a big thing. Um, yeah. Like, I think one of the major hurdles to get by with Moon is the uh, is, is just the premise of the show, <laughs> you know, just like, OK, yeah. Star, you're going to Earth. And um, just kind of the, the premise of season one is that her parents don't talk to her much and she's just kind of on her own. And I, mm-hmm. I almost feel like we're developing Moon in spite of uh, the, the in spite of the initial show setup. Um, where it's like we're trying to move past like these uh character flaws, which were just kind of pushed on her by the necessity of plot. I mean, it's all—it's mm-hmm. almost like not Moon's fault because she didn't make the problem, the premise <laughs> of the show. Like, like uh, don't play. She it. had no influence yeah. in how she was written as a character. Exactly. You know, ignoring the fact that she's not a real person. You know, it's just like the show. It's like they—they they made the premise of Star before they came up with the idea of like developing Moon more. I think so. It's like I think that. I I agree with that. I think it just comes from like, you know, and I don't know if it's necessarily like on t- in terms of like the writing and they were like, okay, here's the premise of the show. And they're like, oh, but in order to take the show where we want it to go, we have to, here's moon. Like let's, <laughs> yeah. you know, like shoving hair in our faces almost. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I agree. And there's another, another aspect of moon that I just thought of that, uh, is really changed is, uh, like her as a warrior like i told mm-hmm. i totally didn't see her as anything but uh and just because what the show presented uh but this uh royal who uh has like the weird clothes and hair and just uh, sits around all day to, and ordering people and that's kind the of the ideal and pristine queen exactly right like the idolized queen and she's just um sitting that's that's her in season one and that's her for most of season two even though we start to see her perspective a little bit and then at the end we like see her like take the hair off and like have the arm armor and like do battle and transform and it's like what is this yeah. where is this coming from <laughs> who is this person <laughs> right yeah i and i just like 
I'm like, if you're, if you're, if you're capable of that, like, do you, do you not do that more on purpose? Do you not like doing that more? Are you a byproduct of the limitations that star is also facing? Like that's, that's like one of the really interesting things to me is like a lot of a major theme of the show is stars rebellion against her, like uh, princess destiny and the monarchy of Muni. And it seems like, like moon is similarly limited, just like star, whereas star views her as the limitations but no, yeah. Moon isn't the problem. Moon is also Moon's just a result of what happens if you don't like don't challenge it like Star is. Yeah, it's it's more so like a it's like Moon is that representation because and even like through the previous interactions, which comes from her very like you know uncaring sort of like I am this pristine creature kind of thing, is that she was forced to sort of play that role maybe. Because, like, she had no problem suiting up and going to battle. I mean, that was very evident. She didn't sit there and be like, mm, well, you know, I don't want to mess up my hair or, you know, those kind of things. But she, in, in at least in season two, I co- sort of got that impression where uh, Moon's like, okay, Star, but, like, this is what you have to be. Like, that's nice that you want to, you know, raise warnicorns and do this, but... This is like the role that you're going to have to play in your future. And so it almost seems like Moon's like, hey, like, like, it's like she's like, I understand you, but this is how it has to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's that's how that's totally how she reacts to this. And mm-hmm. like, again, I think I said this before, but like, it's my number one thing about Moon is like, how much do I blame her for what's happening here? It, yeah, it, I, I feel the same way because I feel like she's almost not at fault. Like, so. yeah, is is she just is she just succumbing to the pressures of the Muni royal family and she's not really at fault here for, like, pushing this onto Star? Or or is she just willingly doing that? And, like, it, for any other queen, this would be an easy mm-hmm. answer of, like, not at fault. Like, I can very easily blame the patriarchy. But, uh, yeah. but, that's not, but that's, it's not a patriarchy. But it's not. <laughs> like, Moon, Moon is in power here in, in Muni. Like... <laughs> River has no power here. <laughs> Moon is in charge. Right. It's so. that really complicates it in my mind. Like she has agency in this that uh, other queens don't. Uh, that uh, mm-hmm. and it's not. But it just because she's in power doesn't mean that she's uh, elevated from the pressures placed, the societal pressures placed upon her. Like it's it's not even clear how much direct power she has if she has absolute influence or whether if she w- if she were to tr- or if she were to like go beyond uh the expectations of the muni queen whether there would be like a revolt or something against her like it does like her it's not clear whether she literally has the powers to just do whatever she wants or transform the system and even if she did have the powers there's still an argument that um she this is just how she's been conditioned all her life to to accept and that uh it's it's like yeah she she could break out of it but um it's understandable given um the fact that it's been shoved down her throat the the her entire life well and the other thing too is like uh you know i know like you know she's she's the queen she's in charge but there's also are they the, the magic council or whatever yeah the magic high commission yeah, yeah it's another factor yeah the magic bringing. high commission so th- there's almost like a it's like a <laughs> it's like a series of checks and balances for her as well because which we kind of see you know the result of her i guess sort of going against that uh in uh what you might call it face the music and so, you know, it's like she doesn't live on, con- you know, like there are consequences to her actions. And so it's like, 
I even more so get the sense of it's like, okay, you have to be the queen. This is how queens act kind of thing is like forced on her. And even when you think back, like how like uh, Queen Ellipsa was treated, she was sort of, you know, banished from the kingdom kind of thing because she chose not to conform, you know, conform to their societal ways. So it's really, you know, I, again, I, I don't think she's necessarily at fault. And I think she's just, she's just doing almost what she was told when she was star's age and, you know, going up from there. Eclipse is a great point. That's definitely a lot of evidence in favor of uh, Moon doesn't have absolute power to twist the uh, monarchy and Muni in whatever ways she desires. Uh, Eclipse deviated and uh, yeah, she was not accepted. So Mm -hmm. I think Eclipse probably deviated um, more like to an extreme extent, um, although it's not really clear how much that's just propaganda. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, because we know that propaganda is kind of a thing for Muni, given Independence Day and episodes like that but it it would i don't think the apple would be too far from the tree to say that you know moon felt very pressured to okay well i have to do things this way and i don't want to stray too far from that because look at what could happen to me yeah so yeah like she she, she's growing up hearing the tales of eclipse uh doing not what she's told and uh just not not going well um i I, yeah i propaganda is a huge thing with muni um i don't think that they've super presented it beyond uh, a few things but i definitely think the eclipse story is exaggerated it's possible eclipse just wanted to marry a monster and like that's it and it's like and they got all upset over that and now they cast her some Mm -hmm. evil sorceress and stuff but then again she has her own section of the book which is like evil spells so there's some evidence against that um (laughs) but yeah I, i definitely think moon is is the moon is has a complete control to do whatever she wants probably not true and you bring up a great point with the 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 high commission um i i I think your checks and balances like is the high commission congress is that what's going on um i get kind of like multi-body i was gonna say kind of (laughs) i mean that's the only that's the only explanation because yeah especially after face the music you know she you know hid that you know star secret from them and they were like, okay, well, that's not cool kind of thing. And even in the, the which episode is it, um, Page Turner, where, like, Klosseric, you know, goes to visit the High Commission, like, Moon's there, but also the High Commission. And so it's like, yeah, like, if there were three branches of the government, it would be moon glossaric and the high commission so <laughs> yeah. and as we've learned in the the book glossaric the, the truly powerful one here even if he doesn't uh do anything about it uh, <laughs> if he doesn't act like it <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh yeah i think i think we've uh seen in the finale that the hike that moon even if she had control over muni clearly does not have control over all of magic as she has to answer to the high commission um mm-hmm. of which she is a member um so it's not like she is uh powerless i'm trying to fact check the the book here and remember all the details but i believe she is yeah and uh uh, she's like answer to just incredibly magical powerful magic beings such as uh the other members and even glossaric who is the most powerful of them all and Mm -hmm. um somehow is like assigned to train her daughter (laughs) despite being basically god like uh yeah oh 
Glosseric's like another character to discuss in and of himself. Yeah, that's a whole but... separate discussion. Why, <laughs> uh, like, the god of this world is training Star, like, uh, you know. Yeah. And just eating, like, what at nachos and being gross. And yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> and pudding. <laughs> and pudding, yeah. Uh, that, that's a separate discussion. But yeah, I think the show has presented us enough to say that, like, yeah, Moon's not super in power here to do what she wants. Um, but like, it's not definitive. So yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot to be interpreted from what information that we have given it, you know, going forward, just in this small discussion is, it's going to be so interesting to see how everything like how it develops out. You know what I mean? Like, as we learn more about like Muni and more into like the high commission and you know, the the glitch in magic, which means that magic is some kind of separate thing that has its own system. You know, it's it's really it's a vast universe in Star versus the Forces of Evil. <laughs> yes, def- definitely we're like expanding <laughs> rapidly at adding all these elements. Uh, mm-hmm. Um yeah, Moon with uh one one aspect here so I I'm, I'm like I'm curious if the show how sympathetic the show's trying to portray her right now it seemed like not at all for a while and now in the finale she's definitely supposed to be certain a certain element of sympathy um mm-hmm. one other big element to consider here is that uh I think a big theme of the show um has been stars uh con- rebellion against structure and a large part of like structure is the form of uh the the muni uh royal family and uh, uh, the Moon is the head of the royal Muni family. So, like, mm-hmm. so we see all these reasons why the way Muni is run is not great. We got this whole corn thing. And uh, all the, we see monster inequality and, like, inequality of resources. And mm-hmm. um, we see, like, how, uh, how the, the royal family, like, uh, is bad in that it confines Star herself. Um, and it's probably just not great for Muni in general. And I think that's a, a really interesting thing to pursue in the future of Star rebelling against that. If like she like takes up against uh, the royal family or tries to reform it, and they they push back against her. And mm-hmm. the thing is, Moon is at the head of that. Um, so like on one hand, we're seeing this uh, the 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 royal family being presented in a negative light and uh, coming to a head as con with a potential conflict in the future. And on the mm-hmm. other hand, we're seeing Moon herself. And we're starting to understand her character and see her cast in a positive light. And I think these two things contradict and uh, how they come into play uh, could be could be pretty fascinating. Yeah, I, I think so, especially when you I mean, you're essentially taking the same being or in this instance, a character and you're you're casting them into two different lights. And so it's one of those things where you can't continue that you're going to have to find some sort of resolution to that. I guess, issue in this, you know, I mean, I think you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, how much is Moon at fault here for monster discrimination? Like, that's a big theme yeah. of the show so far, I think, is presenting. Is it just something that, like, has, that's how it's always been? And so Moon is just sort of ca- continuing to carry that out? Or did it stem from, like, the whole Eclipse thing? Yeah, I think, or... I think clearly Moon didn't start the monster discrimination, but um, yeah. I, upholding the a, uh, discriminatory power structure when you're in power is, is – you're clearly at fault. Moon, I think, yeah. is, is not in a – it's not a good look here. Um, you're inadvertently at fault, like – 
I would, I would argue, would... I would argue advertently. Um, well, it's, 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 it's a tough, I mean, it's like, uh, I think she, I think she's the responsible one now. It, she didn't start mm-hmm. it, but, um, she didn't start it, but she's in a place to finish it and she hasn't. And it's, it's not clear if she could even change that though, because mm-hmm. it, going back to the whole, how much power does moon really have? Um, but like, yeah. she's the head of all these problems we've been seeing and um star has been seeing them and on one hand star has been propaganda like in uh the the moon independence day um episode that we saw but on the other hand she's seeing the plight of the monsters and the plight of the people of muni and Mm -hmm. uh she's gonna presumably uh get into that position and like is the solution moon is on our side and like abdicates or is this or are we going to fight with moon or is there going to be like a literal battle like star versus moon or star versus her mom yeah like a battle for the throne in the future of muni or like is how much is moon going to fight for these problematic tendencies of muni that we've seen yeah and again i you know She's shown that she, Moon has shown that she doesn't necessarily agree with the treatment of monsters. I mean, look at like the, the kindness that she showed, like the, the Ludo family, like, you know, they didn't like, they weren't, you know, well, you know, uh, Ludo's dad wasn't very pleasant, but you know, everyone, every other member of that family was very like receptive to her kindness. And I don't think it was because they had to, but it was necessarily because she's genuinely a kind person towards, you know, monsters, but she's just in that position where she doesn't, she doesn't often get to do that. I mean, she showed up there with a cloak over her head. She didn't want anyone to know she was going. So I think that it would be nice to see her, you know, sort of join star sign and side and sort of ignite that rebellion or at least assist in it. Uh, that's, that's a great point is, uh, bringing up moon visiting Ludo's family in the finale. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great point. Yeah. So, um, she, she does show an amount of sympathy towards, uh, towards the, these monsters, these former monster Royals, um, mm-hmm. house like a various or what I think. And, uh, it's, and you're right. She 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 can't be seen doing that. Like this seems to her her cloaking herself seems to be an indication that this is not something that is expected of her, and not something that uh, she'd want others to know that she's doing, um, or that she necessarily should let other or you know like if it if they found out it would be bad yeah essentially. yeah yeah which i think lends credence to the idea that uh if moon deviated too far from the path then she would be kicked aside even though she's the one mm-hmm. in charge um yeah so that it's, it's it's a great point maybe that's the i never saw this scene as like that as an intent but it, it does cast moon in a more sympathetic light in that she's like i think like the moony the the muni queen wouldn't be expected to interact with these people at all much less show any sort of kindness towards them yeah, because I mean, if if they had wanted her, if they had continued to want her to be like the unruly, you know, the unruly ruler, that that scene could have gone completely different. Like she could have just barged into the door, you know, used magic. Where's your son? You know, that it could have it could have been a lot different, but it wasn't like that. So. I think it says a lot to to who she is and those those small like glimpse of her flawed character 
that she is. Yeah, I guess. yeah. I, th- that scene is 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 getting even more uh, interesting now that we're breaking it down in this in this light. Yeah, I think that <laughs> on one hand, she you're right. She didn't treat them with like overt hostility. Um, on the mm-hmm. other hand, I I don't think these she was speaking. She, she, it didn't seem like she was speaking uh, with peers. Um, I think there's an element of her looking down upon these people. Um, I, but I, I think I think whenever you are in the position that she's in, I think that's something that almost like naturally like becomes normal. Like you know what I mean? Like it's she's conditioned, and that's that's normal for her. You know, so I think it's one of those things where it's hard for her to like like she has to present herself like like okay, I'm. I'm always at least one step ahead of you. And so she like she just naturally does that. I mean, she does it with Star, she does it with River, she does it with everybody. She kind of naturally talks down to them. So Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to break that, I think, I, if you do it every day. I definitely read an element of condescension in her interactions with them, but I agree that it was probably not uh intentional. I think that this is uh, a conditioned element of her. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, she shows kindness towards, uh, like, Dennis, right? Like, uh, it's, uh, yeah. you know, and um, it's, I think this is her, her doing her best. I definitely got that impression from the scene. And I think that's the impression we're supposed to to, to, to get is that um, this is her best face towards these people and her best intentions, even if, um, like, even if her best is not good enough in interacting with them as equals, which would be mm-hmm. ideal. Um, this is the best given the unfortunate circumstances that, uh, you know, is as unfortunate as being like a uh, queen it can be like that she's, she's <laughs> placed in. Uh, and I think that's a really interesting portrayal of kind of like, of, of a, an out of touch royal, uh, you know, just trying to, <laughs> trying to do some sort of good. And even though it's so complex, that scene is really complex now because she's at fault for these, these conditions that this family is in. She's in control mm-hmm. and yet she's potentially limited by structures that would uh check her like the commission and the traditions of muni and Mm -hmm. uh and and the traditions of monster uh mistreatment um and yet she she is uh going against those in secret um and trying to to uh, yet it's for somewhat of her own purposes too like she's doing something to like they need to find ludo um mm-hmm. and uh, oh man a lot going on there <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> there's so much more on that scene than we originally thought <laughs> yeah no i like it a lot better now it's it's great uh it, uh it's <laughs> i you know it's i think i think clearly the the moon we've been seeing recently is a portrayal of um you know someone in a in an unsympathetic position trying to do what she can is yeah yeah i agree with that for me, I think um, I lean slightly towards the uh, it's not enough. And I think you lean I get the impression you lean slightly towards uh, she's she's doing her best, which I think is the more reasonable approach, probably. Yeah, I, like it's I think it it's really easy to be like, it's not enough. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what, like, I'm going to give her the, you know, I'm going to be like, okay, you know. I, I, I believe in your good character. I'm going to remain optimist about, I guess, yeah. these and I think about that, the situation. And I think she's earned it a little bit with the the portrayal of her in the finale. Um, she 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 can go a long way for me if uh, 
with with her interactions with Star in season three. Um, for me, the main thing is like uh, you gotta be nicer to my child here, and uh, with, yeah, with, it's all about the interactions <laughs> with Star, like your child, I guess you know, literally. But um, and uh, it's, it's you gotta be if she's like lo- her being loving towards Star would be like do oodles for sympathy, and I don't know if that's not the word, but in uh, in uh, in my view, uh, that'd be like the biggest I think, thing. I think it'll be one of those things where. Uh or at least something that I would like to see is that star forces her into that position, like to be more caring and thing, you know, along those lines and more sympathetic, just because I can see that, that coming from star, like, like star is going to be the person to sort of snap her out of it and give her more perspective, especially because, you know, it's, it's obvious she does care for star to some extent, but I think star is going to be that person to make her care more. I definitely, I definitely think the show's presented her being caring towards star and more than even mm-hmm. some extent. Like I, I think, I think we, we now see that she, she definitely does care about star. Um, yeah. I de- well, she's willing to protect her, the, the mistakes of her daughter from the high commission. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think her actions have been, um, you know, uh, not emotionally charged, uh, in ways that would be, uh, jump off the TV screen, but, uh, she has, uh, we have seen her take, uh, some action now to, to do her best to, to protect star when, uh, when the, the, the second that, um, you know, she learns that there's anything up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I think there's a good segue towards this, the speculation that we've already gotten into. Um, like what, like she's, we're season three starts are like on the run you know, with, with moon and like, what, what are moon and, and star going to be like, I'd love to just see a solid five minutes of them just talking and like stars, just like bubbliness and happiness, like, like rubbing off on her. And like for the first time in like forever, cause she's forced for the pressures of like, uh, of, of being Queens that she just like, uh, like, ha- like ha- smiles and like has fun, like talking mm-hmm. to, to star, like that. I'd love something like that. I, I would love that too. It's not something that I see happening right away because I think it's going to take a little bit, especially if like they're on the run kind of scenario. It's going to take uh, it's going to take a moment for her to realize that she's no longer like the center of Muni's attention and that it's okay for her to take off her her queen mask or cloak or whatever you want to call it, to take off her crown and to <laughs> yeah. set it aside and be, and to just sort of, I guess, relax back into herself maybe. And I think uh, I, I, I would love to see, you know, that sort of like lovely mother daughter, like Niss come from the two of them. Even if it's just for one episode, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I agree. It's not, it's, 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 it's not going to come right away. Um, there's too much, too much, uh, past, uh, you know, I don't know if it's trauma, but there's too much past his- history between, uh, the two and, uh, like a wall that's been created between them. And I think something that, uh, would help to bring down that wall potentially is their mutual, uh, fear or trepidation over Toffee. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we saw that in the finale. Um, Star very hesitant to do whatever her mom said until the second she mentions Toffee. And, oh yeah, and then everything changed after that. Yeah. Like there was no question. So I'm. It's it's good that they're on that same page. So yeah, I think it. I think it speaks volumes to the their, I guess, relationship. That okay, here's that one thing that we can both agree on. Like, and then from both of them, it's it's not a question. It's like okay, Toffee's back. Cool. That's that's not good. Like, 
let's go. Yeah, <laughs> Give I, me two minutes. <laughs> I, I think it's a fascinating catalyst for them interacting uh, in like a real way. Uh, just it, it's, 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 it's so satisfying from like a character and plot perspective. Uh, oh, yeah, Ta- definitely. I, I agree. Toffee's here and they both have a history with Toffee and they built that up in, uh, in detail through these two seasons. And now that's how they're that's uh, causing the urgency and causing them to interact in different ways that we'd seen previously. Like that's the type mm-hmm. of thing that Star does that's like, wow, this show is like really good now. <laughs> like this is I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those like moments where you, you just kinda have to like take a step back and be like, Oh, okay, like I see you. <laughs> this is this is the show that uh in season one had Ferguson and Alonzo doing stupid like random stuff. So this is this is, like we've come a long way. <laughs> and uh let's, let's let's briefly recap the moon and uh toffee interactions that we've seen mostly in in um into the wand, I believe, uh with the with the tapestry, right? Yes, the tapestry. Yeah, so, so so what what so we see that's like a big moment in Into the Wands and um we have uh this picture with the uh with Moon like blasting toffee and the finger coming off, mm-hmm. right? Uh-oh. Yeah. I can assume that she's probably casting some kind of spell from I have it pulled up right now, so I'm looking at it, but I can only assume that it's some kind of spell which would play into the sort of inscription that goes along with the tapestry where it says like the what is it the immortal monster will long be haunted by the darkest spell of moon the undaunted so that was such a great moment of uh that that was before any of uh the second half of season two stuff and like wow mm-hmm. uh star's mom uh Fatafi, like that was that's still i think that's still potentially one of the, the the best uh one of the best if not the best moments of the show uh in that episode i i definitely agree with that like it was very it's very revealing too and even I, I appreciated that Star had the same reaction that I had, where she was like, oh, mom fought Toffee? Like, you know, and it's like, your mom fought Toffee? Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was, it, we have more context on Moon now, but that was very shocking. We Moon the Undaunted, too, her, her name. Like, uh, mm-hmm. this, th- we talked about this, like, Moon has this warrior past that, uh, seems, seems very relevant here. And, uh, she has, uh, she takes on the armor in the finale. And uh, mm-hmm. she she has the butterfly formation as this giant fight. Um, uh, it's it, like like she's she's like a uh, kick butt like <laughs> queen like what uh, <laughs> what happened in the past with with Toffee that played in here. Um, you know, do you have any prevailing theories on uh, any sort of history uh, between Toffee and Moon? Well, so. I try not to give into the internet too much. Uh, <laughs> futile, yeah. <laughs> it's very futile. Well, because you know how you know everyone has their crazy and insane theories, but I like the more that I've looked at this tapestry. Like, if you you have, I mean, you have to super zoom in on it. But like on Toffee's like armor, I guess on the skulls, they have the like the pink purple diamonds on them. So. It's just like, what, like, were they at, like, maybe at some point they were like allies and then she had to turn on him. Like, you know what I mean? It, it feels very like, uh, I don't like, I don't, I don't like bringing up other shows, but it feels like the Steven Universe business situation where it's like, oh, this was my greatest ally, but you were also like one of my enemies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's kind of a, that, situation almost like 
or so you, you see, you, so you know, see a, a shared past between Moon and Toffee. Yeah, I see some kind of shared past, which would also make sense as to why, like they they bring up Eclipsa a lot as well because she was the monster lover, which again the internet loves things, but. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't necessarily go as far as to say that they were like lovers, but maybe like they were allies. And then, you know, something happened to where Moon had to be like, okay, I have to end this. And then that started a war between the two of them. Moon Moon X Toffee. Yes. Yes. Shipping. I don't want to ship (laughs) it. No, I don't want to, but I feel like it's going to be that. (laughs) That, that, That's that's a possibility. I think one of the big theories at the the time was uh, Toffee going all the way back to uh, Eclipse and like being Eclipse's child. I've heard that theory as well. And so it it becomes like a, a royal dispute over who is supposed to be the actual ruler of Muni. Yes. Yeah. Do you, um, do, do you think Toffee is um, as far back as several generations before Moon, or was Moon's uh, you know uh, peer and uh, potential ally at some point? Like, and is just as old as Moon is. Um, the only reason why I would believe that he would go further back than Moon is simply because he's referred to as the immortal monster, which means he's probably lived. <laughs> several lifetimes yeah i guess you could be immortal and just be like uh, like 30 but you wouldn't really know it yet <laughs> like uh yeah well and he you know in a sense as we've seen he sort of regenerates yeah, i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there might have been a moment where like he you know maybe he's eclipse's child but i wouldn't get that based on the monster that she uh and married so maybe he's just an immortal monster and then Moon comes along and changes his life and sweeps him off his feet. And then she's like, oh, sorry, um, I have to be with River. Bye. Like, and then we come into that situation. Yeah. There's so many I, there's so many ways to interpret it. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think. Toffee probably pretty old, older than Moon. Um, so if you want to get into a, a history between Toffee and Moon, it has to be. It's hard to imagine them being like super close when he's interacted with a bunch of queens. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Toffee's role in the royal think, family. That's that's. We don't have a lot of info to base this on. Yeah, I, I was gonna say at least based you know on my research, um, <laughs> I wouldn't say that he's necessarily eclipse's child and it was the reason why they fought was a you know a battle over the the throne but i think that him and toffee and moon definitely have some kind of history whether it's romantic or not we'll find out but i there's history there so i will say top bringing in the toffee x moon would be fascinating from a uh monster discrimination with moon perspective like there's this whole layer to moon that uh that goes beyond the prevailing policy of the muni royal family in that moon mm-hmm. is not only against that but she like uh had a you know was in love with a monster Ooh. yeah i mean that's kind of the eclipse plot rehashed but uh it also would take on deeper meaning with moon i think that's probably not what we're doing but it's interesting to to think about I was going to say, yeah, I, I'm don't, like, don't get me wrong. I like it, but I don't think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what's up with this finger? <laughs> let's let's talk about yeah, that. Right? Let's... What, what is the deal with the finger? Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> well, is it one of those situations where once he gets his finger back, he can finally die? Like, <laughs> I'm tired of living forever. <laughs> Give me my finger back. But that doesn't seem like Toffee. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. But like, I just, I don't know what the deal is with the finger. But it, we know that it happened during his bout with Moon. And then it, she put it in the wand yeah, like, like, so it gets cut off in their, their confrontation, and then it either goes into the wand, the wand claims it, or she puts it there, right? Like, it's, what's, what? Yeah. And then he needs the finger back, right? Like, this is, mm-hmm. I don't even remember what's, uh, what's up with that, but. Tell Star I'm coming for my finger. Yeah, like, why do you care, Toffee? <laughs> yeah, he needs his finger, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I, he doesn't. Yeah, I guess, like, if he's not whole, he's not immortal, maybe, you know, it's something like that, or, uh. But it's that's or maybe he can't. Well, so my other theory was like, oh, well, maybe he can't like, you know, reform back into himself without the finger. But he's not had the finger. Yeah, I guess you know he, I, I guess mean? if he didn't have the finger and the rest of him didn't die, then he wouldn't have to mm-hmm. reform. But now the star yeah. blew him up or whatever, then uh, he, he needs it again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what the finger thing ends up being. I wish I had more solid thoughts, but I, I have a feeling moon put it in the wand. Yeah. To, to actively subvert Toffee. I think so. Yeah. Cause I think it was one of those things where like, maybe it was like, she was like, okay, like I have to keep this finger and the safest place I know of it being is inside my wand. Like, yeah. I, I agree. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be fascinating to see how how uh, Moon reacts to Toffee more and uh, like what their potential past was. Um, yeah, if they were some sort of allies, that's going to be that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think that's like directly what we're going to get into in season three, and I'm definitely very excited for that. I'd like to get Toffee out of Ludo. Like, I think it'd be more exciting if he was like... I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess if he, if the finger's preventing him from reforming, we can't do that until he gets the finger. But we could, like, let's get on that. I'm rooting for Toffee to get yeah. the finger now. So uh, we have, like... I'm ready for Toffee to just be Toffee again and be separate outside of Ludo. Like, yeah. let them be two different things. But I don't think I'm going to get that as quickly as I would like yeah. it if it's going to happen. Yeah, probably not. I very much miss season one Toffee, but... Uh, oh yeah, yeah. with his suits. <laughs> yeah, uh, business interview toffee like such, such a good, such a good <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's. Uh, so there, there's, there's the toffee speculation part of it. Other random moon speculation you have on here. Um, possible she was uh, like Star when she was young, which I love. I love this thought. Like, what was Moon like when she was was Star's age? Um, yeah, it, it's, it's it's hard to imagine her like like Star. <laughs> It's hard to imagine, but they hint at it. So I don't think it's too it's too far off from being true, simply because you know, through in the the moments that we've seen Moon, you know, she knows exactly how to address Star's rebellions. You know, it's it's kind of eerie in a way because she's just like, well, Star, like that's great that you want to raise your warnercorns. We all wanted to do that when we were growing up. And you can do that as a side thing, but your main goal is to do this. You know, like she always seemed to have like the perfect, almost, you know, even though it put star down, it was almost the perfect thing to say to put star down. 
almost like she'd heard it before somewhere. Yeah. So in in my head, I can only speculate that she was much like Star when she was younger. And so, th- you know, she did, she exhibited a lot of the same behaviors. And then someone before her put, you know, I, I don't want to say put her in her place, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like that. If, if, if Moon was like Star, uh, that depresses, mm-hmm. that depresses me a lot. Like on two levels. One, that uh, Moon had the, all the joy sucked out of her. Uh, by becoming queen, I know. and two that it's that so and two sad. that this is the future of Star, like that this is what a uh, Star p- would look forward to is as uh, as queen. Um, that's so so depressing. <laughs> it's depressing, but the but then again, you know, they also always hint at that, that you know Star intends to not be like her mother. So Star would be her own type of queen for sure. Yeah. So. Yes, she is the rebel princess. She is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't get me saying that. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, I'm sorry, I just watched that episode again the other day. Now, now I need to go watch the scene, the song again. Yeah, I got to get it playing. Yeah. Get it back on yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, I, I would love. I, what do you think of a moon flashback episode when she stars age? Uh, I like the well, I like I like it. I like the idea of it because again, it helps us sort of get into who moon is and where she's coming from. And I think, I think if they do it, then they'll relate it back to the toffee plot line. If that makes sense. Yes. Some, some flashback to how young moon and toffee interacted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, To some degree, maybe like she, you know, and here's the ever, you know, well-written, imagination that i have but she met him in a field somewhere while she was having queen lessons and they quickly became friends and then they couldn't be friends anymore because he's a monster she's gonna be queen and yeah (laughs) where's the fanfic yeah, there is. No fanfic. There's probably a fan. I'm sure there's a fanfic, but this is this is my my mind yeah. taking over. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to see a younger a younger Moon episode. Um, that would be that would be great, and that'd be a great way to integrate the Toffee history. Uh, mm-hmm. it would it would it would help a lot to humanize and sympathize Moon further. Um, I think the finale went a long way here, but uh, it's it's gonna. That, that, it'll help in her, in her character art. yeah yeah for sure um you have here uh a potential uh moon and river flashback what do you think about that i want that <laughs> i i it's because moon and river you know the moon that we get is so vastly different from you know they're not the same person at all. And so I, I want to know the story of how they meet yeah, and or we, how it came to be. We heard that they met uh, during battle, I think, right? I believe that's what I remember hearing yeah, as so well. That, so I want I want that. <laughs> and we get to see Moon being awesome, too. Yeah, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Me, they would... you, meet cute. I feel like it's more of like a <laughs> meet uh, <laughs> battle as something, something with fighting. I don't know. Yeah, it's their version of a meet cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be good, too. Uh, multiple Moon flashback episodes. That's what we've determined season three will be. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I guess to, to close here, like I, I wonder how integral of a role moon will play in season three. Like how, like right now she's with star and stars, a main character. So we're going to see a lot of her. How long until star mm-hmm. separates from moon? Um, uh, 
we don't know how long this season's going to be yet, do we? Uh, ep- episode wise, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and it's also not clear when oh. we'll see Star. Um, I mean, we just uh, there's a trailer that they never even released online, and again to that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I think I think what the way that it's going to develop, at least for in terms of like Moon and Star and everything, is. I'd like to see it sort of develop where they start to get close and then either halfway or three quarters of the way through the season, something happens between the two of them, you know, and then they, they will probably have to separate and then get back together to, for whatever reason, you know, either because Toffee shows up and the only way that they can get out of it is together or something along those lines. So I think that if there's going to be a conflict, uh, outside of the initial conflict between the two of them, it'll happen halfway, three quarters of the way through the season, for sure. Uh, half a season of Moon is like a main character. That'd be a lot. You know? Yeah, but you, you have to understand that um, I, at least in my head, I don't think or I would almost hope that they wouldn't have Marco right away. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, the, I mean, the, st- the show is Star versus the Forces of Evil. And so I think you're, you're, re- you're almost replacing Marco. And so Moon's the character that you're, you're going to be replacing Marco with for the time being. So you want to delay the Starco reunion. And I don't want to, but I <laughs> no, you want I think to. that it's for you, the you, best. <laughs> it seems like you and the, no, Starco, first priority. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, and uh, Moon is a replacement Marco. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, well, I don't want to say like the replacement Marco, but in terms of like Marco, if Star is a main character and Marco is a main character, and so he's like the secondary main character. Can, can, can so, we at least get her a hoodie? I mean, come on, like of course. <laughs> feels... I, I, she's gonna put Star's gonna put a red hoodie on her mom. Yeah, <laughs> too, too, too used to having this. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I, I could, I could see that. Yeah, as uh, Moon being a secondary main character until Star and Marco reunite. Um, I think, I think mm-hmm. that'll happen sooner rather than later, though. Um, I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not like trying. I don't want to delay Starco because trust me, I'm all for Starco. Uh, yeah, like I believe if we reference the trailer that we don't have released online, then I think that there we see them together in the trailer. But um, I don't. I don't we can fact. We, we don't can, know when that. Yeah, happens. we can fact check that, and that's not even clear when that happens. Um, yeah. So and I and once Star and Marco back together, is Moon out of the picture? Does she just go back to being queen with Toffee on the run? Like, like what's is she just on the run forever now? What what's what's going on there? Uh, I think, uh, you know, and I know I wrote this down about, you know, will Star defeating Toffee have to come from Moon's help? And I think uh, it initially will. And so I can't see her completely fading into the background. But she might, like, once Marco comes back, she might become more of like that, I don't know, I want to say like that Janna character, where she's she's very ever much present, but she's... She's, you know, she's there, but she's not there kind of thing. So yeah. first, uh, first she, moon was Marco and now she's Jana. That's an interesting, it's an interesting character in season three. I don't know. <laughs> Would Jana and moon be friends? That's my question. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll say no. <laughs> so, 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 so. No, I'm, I'm, that's a, that's a, it's a very big no for me, but, but in terms of like, I guess the importance of the character. That's how I sort of see Moon's transition. I think once like we get Marco back, 
like up until we get Marco, we're going to see a lot of moon development yeah. because it's, piv- you know, it's, it's going to help star defeat Toffee. And then once we get Marco back, then I think moon won't necessarily fade into the background. I mean, and it just depends on how they take the story as well. But I think that she'll still be like a, a, a big factor, but not as big as like Marco would be to star. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, moon is a, Janna level character in in season three. Yeah, which Great Allow Griffin voiced character will feature more in season three? Moon or Jackie? Mm. <laughs> Probably Moon, right? Moon. Like, like, uh, yeah, Moon. The... I was gonna say, are we are we discussing? Have Have you seen the new beginning yet? <laughs> the new. I mean, I've 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 seen nothing video wise from the thing, but I've heard that Jackie is not even in the uh, anything that came out of the trailer or whatever. So that's not a good yeah. sign. Yeah. So I think that it'll be Moon more so than Jackie. J- J- uh, yeah. But... I mean, does it count as having Jackie in the show if uh, if if, if Great Elias on like uh, more Great Elias? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't know either. <laughs> I, I, I think no, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, still not over the fact that uh, you know, she voices both <laughs> Moon and uh, Jack. Um, yeah, right. still, still not over that. Um, but yeah, it's very going to be very interesting to see how we're integrating Moon in in season three. Certainly, a lot a multifaceted character as uh, most as, definitely as gone over in the discussion. Any other pressing Moon matters before we wrap up here? Um, no. no. Yeah, I mean, we could get more into like her butterfly powers, but I think that that also goes with like along with the star discussions. So we can do that in the future. So, I was gonna yeah. say, I think, I think getting into her powers would then become. I think that would be. They would make more sense to discuss Moon's powers whenever we just talk about stars developing powers. Yeah, I think that's like so. a separate topic. Yeah, but uh, that was yeah. certainly very notable in the finale to have that happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it was exciting more than anything just to sort of it's a, it's also like a peek into the future of star like okay maybe this is what star will be like she will be this cool <laughs> yeah uh, not that she's not already <laughs> yeah like uh, with the the final form with the powers yeah yeah I definitely definitely mm-hmm. don't want stars to turn out like moon in general but uh awesome in battle like that would be that's cool yeah <laughs> I, I like that yeah. yeah um yeah so let us know your your thoughts on any of the moon, various moon topics discussed here uh what, what were the two options what were the two I was like uh not doing enough or um <laughs> like uh or tra- doing her best or not doing enough or like, are you, te- not doing are you enough. team moon doing her best hashtag or hashtag team moon not doing not not doing enough try not hard enough i don't know whatever something like that right are you are you team dylan or are you team <laughs> yeah, april exactly. on this you, the, the goal of any podcast is to turn it into a versus you know as that's, you're, 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 you're getting, this, you're, this is the new introduction to to how this works yeah so um which viewpoint uh, are you more on uh, i mean look I, i'm still team um and maybe maybe we're both completely wrong there's always that possibility <laughs> yeah it's, it's some nuanced middle that we're not even hitting on here like uh I, mm-hmm. i'm still i'm definitely still I'd, uh, moon should be doing more but uh i, I we're, we've gone a long way here towards uh me genuinely liking her and uh it's, yeah. it's 
I, I definitely very interested to see how the star interactions in particular go in season three. And she's, I'm excited for yeah, them. Definitely. It, they're going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not too much longer. We're, uh, we're getting our way towards uh, season three of star. And when it happens, we'll have all of our coverage here at overly animated. Check us out at overly animated.com. Um, and if you like this podcast, maybe you could consider becoming a patron. You can look at that at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Beatriz, AKA Beatrix Lestrange. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, and Alex. What are our parting moon thoughts, April? Moon is my queen until Star takes over. <laughs> <laughs> Will Star be queen by the end of the series? Yeah, that's a whole other topic. But uh, oh, I was like, let's not start yeah. that. <laughs> hashtag uh, yes, Queen Moon. That's the, the hashtag. Hashtag yes, Queen <laughs> yeah, Moon. There. I'm gonna make it a yeah, thing. We'll... Look out for everybody. Yeah, how many A's in yes? That's a good question. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll normal three three A's. Whatever, for... whatever. My phone autocorrects it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet it would do it to something. But yeah. So there you go. Let it, let us know uh, any feedback on this podcast. Comments on uh, on YouTube, on our website. Subscribe to us all those places. And thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.